0: Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. All right, so today we have Kate Ambers on the show. Kate is a hairstylist based in Sacramento, California, and I actually met her while she was directing traffic at the hair camp I went to last year, but that's just a fun side fact. Kate is the founder of Soul Dresser Retreats. She hosts retreats and workshops, and she focuses on wellness, personal growth, and business development. Kate, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. And you just made me laugh so hard because I forgot that we met in the
0: parking lot. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know if you remember that, but I thought, I gotta gotta throw that in there. (laughs) Yeah. I, I remember meeting you at Hair Camp, but I forgot that it was in the parking lot
1: while I was directing traffic. That was actually my favorite job as a camp counselor at Hair Camp.
0: Well, you took it seriously.
1: I did! Okay, so Sam Hills, the owner of Hair Camp, he assigned me that job, I was like, at first, I was like, oh man, traffic. I'm going to direct traffic. <laughs> but it was my favorite job. I got to meet like everyone who showed up, and it was like so right up my alley. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad that that was the job I got. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it's funny because I think on the, the hair camp did a really nice job on their story of like talking about who was coming and sharing. like. So I think I knew what you looked like because I, I believe on the story you were like, hey, I'm headed into hair camp. And, and so like right when I saw you, I knew who you were. Oh, that's cool. That is so cool. I love that. Yeah. So you've been doing your soul dresser uh, business and everything. And so I, I know most people don't arrive at their like passion project, you know, without having a story or having gone through an entirely different journey. So would you share with us a little bit about how you got to... Today. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So Soul Dresser Retreats is my way of combining my spiritual path to getting to know my higher self and living my highest truth and my hair career together. And that really came about because of my own personal journey. I had no idea when I started my hair career that I would be hosting wellness retreats for hairdressers. I... That is, if you would have asked me five years ago what my five-year plan is, that would have not been on it. (laughs) But really what sort of got me here was my own personal journey to finding a better life for myself. And, you know, I think it really came from like a dark time in my life where I was engaged to get married and my relationship was not going very well and I kind of hit a little bit of my own emotional rock bottom trying to navigate through that relationship i decided to go on my own spiritual journey and my own eat pray love journey and i i took a trip to india and it was a yoga retreat that was my very first time out of the country and it was to india which is not an easy place to travel wow but i was looking for so much change that's kind of what aligned with me and I went to India, and I absolutely loved it. It was extremely challenging. But I came home from that retreat a totally different person. And that is what sparked this passion for culture, this passion for change, this passion for meditation, this passion for yoga, wellness, personal growth. And that led me on a totally insane personal journey um, of shedding and letting go, and kind of working through trauma, then I had my hair career, and they were totally different, but as I kind of grew into this very spiritual person, and really fell in love with wellness, and self-development, I couldn't not combine the two worlds, because as hairdressers, we love what we do, and it's extremely... It's an extremely hard job. And I don't think a lot of people who aren't hairdressers realize how demanding our jobs are. They think our our careers are so fun. Oh, you get to talk to people all day and be creative. And we really have a rare job where we, we wear like 40 different hats. I started noticing that I love my career and I love yoga and wellness and spirituality. And I thought, how can I combine these two worlds Together. And I started to really pay attention to the hair industry and what it needed. You know, I went to school for marketing and I went to school for business. And one of the things they say is create a product that people need. And I started to realize that hairdressers were getting burned out. Hairdressers were going through their own personal journey, their own trauma, their own emotional, like shadow side. And what I realized is all of the personal growth, all of the, the tools that I had learned over the last four or five years of meditation and yoga and journaling and self-reflection and introspection changed my whole life for the better. And I really learned how to manifest a beautiful, beautiful career in life. And I wanted to teach that to other people. So I created a curriculum. I hired a business coach and I decided to create an environment where I could teach hairdressers to create that life that they want and to not burn out in the salon and to create an environment in behind the chair that is not so draining. And so that's where, you know, soul dresser retreats came from. And we just hosted um, about six months ago, our first international retreat in Costa Rica with nine hairdressers. And it was so beautiful to see now that it's been six months later, how far they've come and how much they've changed their lives and how they've implemented all the tools that were in the curriculum in their everyday life to really create change for positivity and to really connect with their higher, their highest self.
0: God, that is so cool. You have this vision for what you want to create. And then how long did you have to build it in your mind in, in order to make the international trip happened? Is this years in the making?
1: It's funny because I, when I first had the idea, it took me about six months of just having the idea in my head to really put anything into action. It just kind of floated around and swirled in my brain for about six months. And I said, you know, I want to create a retreat for hairdressers. And I literally put on my, I have a whiteboard in my kitchen and I put it on my whiteboard. I put all my goals on my whiteboard. And it's funny because I, I, that your podcast is called, she makes waves. Because when I wrote that I wanted to make a retreat for hairdressers, I put three little water waves and each one Uh represented the pillar of soul dresser retreats. It was wellness, personal growth and business development. And I just stared at it (laughs) for like six months thinking, okay, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. And finally, um, about six months after, I I said, okay, I have to do this now. I I can't just keep saying I want to do it. I have to do it. But I was really scared. And I think one of the things that I talk about is imposter syndrome. Because I thought, who the heck am I to teach people about all of this stuff? You know, like, who am I? What credentials do I have? What do I have to offer? Who's going to listen to me? I'm just no one in the hair industry. No one really knows who I am. I'm just a, you know, small town girl from Sacramento. Like no one's going to want to hear what I say. And so, and I've always had drive. I've always had entrepreneurial energy and kind of that mentality. But when it's something for yourself and it's your own business rather than working for someone else or you know a team it's much different. And so I kind of finally said, "You know what? I need help. I'm not going to be able to do this on my own." So I started looking for business coaches. Right when I started looking for business coaches, the salon I worked at at the time brought in Destroy the Hairdresser for a workshop and I got to know Sid and David from Destroy the Hairdresser. And I really connected with their style of coaching. So I decided to work with them and hire them. And I went, I signed on for an entire year and they helped me work through all of the conscious roadblocks that we put on ourselves. And they really encouraged me to get out there and, and they loved my product. They loved what I was doing. And they, They told me, like, you need to do this. And just having someone believe in you is, I think, all we need. And that's what I... I mean, they taught me some great tools, and their coaching curriculum is amazing. But really, it was just that someone believed in me, that someone kind of gave me permission and said, yeah, that product is awesome, and you need to put it out there. So that's what really helped me. So it was six months that the idea was swirling around in my head. And then it was exactly... Just over a year from the time that, no, actually it was exactly one year from the time I bought my domain name and my website from the time that I hosted my first international retreat with workshops in between. So I would do in-salon workshops leading up to the international retreat but it was exactly one year from the time that I bought my domain name to the time that I took people out of the country.
0: Wow. So do you think the number one thing that they did for you was almost like hold up a mirror to your idea where you could like look at it and be like, that's amazing. But really you just, you didn't see that for yourself.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's intimidating to step out onto that platform as a, and, and to hold a new title, you know, and it's really, it's funny because I think one of the things that is so interesting is I think what they taught me is the only person standing in my way is myself. That's really kind of what I got out of it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, it's so we are our own worst enemies, you know, and I was the one who stood in my own way for, a while. And I was the one who said, I can't do that. I can't do that. And that's what my entire curriculum is all about is pushing through negative beliefs or limiting beliefs about ourselves. Once I realize I'm the one who's standing in my own way, I could finally say, okay, I would, I would challenge myself. You know, I would challenge what I would say. Why can't I do that? Why am I not able to, you know, hold that title? And once I couldn't come up with a good reason, or I realized each reason that I came up with was in my own head, Then I could move forward. And I think that is what I got out of the coaching the most was just get out of your own damn way.
0: (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And so do you feel like you had started to kind of create a better life for yourself behind the chair? And then you said you like started to feel like, okay, now I want to share this with people. Can you talk a little bit about what that better life looked like for you?
1: Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times we, I I truly believe hairdressers created really bad habits. Like our hairdresser ancestors created a lifestyle that isn't sustainable. And I I get so frustrated because if you look at every other career, right, they have awesome benefits. They have lunch breaks. They get 15-minute breaks twice a day. They get an hour for lunch. They, you know, take vacation, pay time off, all of these wonderful Things. They only work eight hours a day. To me, we work so hard. We double book. We don't eat lunch. We don't take breaks. We work 12 hours a day or weekends or, you know, and, and we truly believe that we have to do that. And that's completely false.
0: That's what I believe too, which is like, I want to like, I'm like hopping up on my soapbox as you're talking. I'm just (laughs) climbing up to to say what I can say next. Yeah. Say it girl. Say it. It's crazy to me. I agree. I, I never questioned it and I never thought that, There was another way. And I remember Nina Kovner from Passion Squared. She's always talked about, um, you know, you don't have to, you know, like you you can be a volume driven business or you can slowly become an experience, you know, driven business. And so you're seeing fewer people. And I thought, that's cool, Nina. I got to keep hustling. I got to keep going. And I think that you see little things along the way. But I think, and maybe you can speak to this for me, it took really having my life, Be so uncomfortable the way that it was because I was just, I felt like busting at the seams as far as clients go, busting at the seams as far as my schedule goes, busting at the seams. Just, I had nothing left. And that is really what it took for me to make the changes that I don't know that you have to get to that place to make. But for me and maybe for you, like it took it becoming so uncomfortable for it to stay the way that it was that you made changes.
1: That's exactly how it was. That's exactly how it was for me. Two things happened. I, you know, I was always obsessed with education, so I I completely pushed myself to constantly learn. It's sad that we have to get to that point, right, where we're busting at the seams and we're just exhausted, right? This is the whole thing about burnout, and that I talk about a lot and how to avoid it. And I wish we, we, if we have assistance or if we have the next generation of hairdressers coming through that we teach them how to take breaks, how to build those habits, how to build a sustainable lifestyle behind the chair. What does that look like? You know, put, why can't we schedule a half an hour for lunch? Why you tell that to a hairdresser and they're like, Oh, I can't do that. I could never I'm like what? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Every other job in the world has lunch breaks. And actually, that's by law, that they have to have a lunch break. But we, for some reason, have this mindset that we can't take breaks. We have to hustle. We have to push. We have to go, 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 hard, 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 break your body until you can't. And then you're like, oh, I got to find another career. (laughs) Right. That's so insane. So what happened for me was that, I pushed myself. Right. And I started to realize I don't like this anymore. And then I also realized that I was getting booked with a lot of haircuts just back to back. And two things happened. One, my salon owner at the time said, you know, you're really good at haircuts. And I'm like, no, I want to be a hair colorist. And she's like, I don't know why you're trying to be hair colors when you are such a good hair cutter. Like you should really focus on that. And I really didn't want to. And then I realized, you know, my, my books were just 100% haircuts, which did two things. One, it didn't allow me to have a break because haircuts are just back to back. You don't get breaks. And then two, it allowed me to realize, Oh man, she was right. So I did two things. I raised my haircutting prices a ton, like almost double, and I started scheduling breaks, and I also started scheduling my haircuts longer and extending them fifteen minutes and I was petrified at what this might do. It was a huge risk, huge risk to to make my haircuts longer, which means I'm doing less to raise my prices and have that conversation with my clients, and then to take a break or schedule a half an hour break between you know haircuts every four haircuts, I would take like a 15 or half an hour break. And I thought, Oh my God, this is so against everything we've been taught. (laughs) And once I did it, my quality of life shot up. I mean, I was happy. I did. My haircuts went from good to out of this world. My emotional, like state of mind was blown away. Like, I mean, I I was just so calm and collected and I came to my clients so much happier. I could be present with them. I could give them the attention they needed. I could give myself the attention I needed. I drank water. I got home. I wasn't like rude to my partner or say like I had to check out for half an hour or I couldn't talk. Like I was just a happier person and I made more money. That's crazy. Right? Oh, I mean, my, my books doubled. And so it was just... It was mind-blowing at what that meant to me and, and the mindset that came with it. And so that's what I really try and you know and break is the mindset, the mindset of that we have to be a certain way. And so that's a huge part of my curriculum at Soul Dresser Retreats is how to avoid burnout and how to create the life that you love so that you can love your career. I noticed every three years, hairdressers and salon owners are burned out and they want to literally run away and start a whole new career, or they start going to college, or they're thinking like, I can't make money at this career. I need to figure something out. I need to do something else. And really, it's just structuring it better, you know, having more of a, a business mindset behind it and creating that business structure behind the chair that's going to work better for you and going to be more conducive to your lifestyle and your stress levels.
0: Yeah, because I think for a long time, I thought that this is just how this industry is. And I saw a quote today from someone who has, uh, who's a dancer. And I, I'll read it to you because I think you take the part about dancer out and you put hairstylist and it says, I think the hardest thing about being a dancer is just, I, is realizing that it's your life and there is no point where you clock out. Everything you do is related back to dance. And I saw that and I was like, I inserted, the hardest thing about being a hairstylist is realizing that your life that there this is your life that there's no point where you clock out and every thing you do is related back to hair. And I and I feel like that is kind of a lie that I think for a long time my life whether I realized it or not was really I, I lived by that that quote. Mhm. And, and, and do you agree that you think like, do you think that a lot of hairstylists kind of subconsciously and not even realizing it maybe have set it up so that it's like that?
1: Absolutely. You know, they say in life, we take the habits of our parents and we kind of live whatever our parents' habits were. We live out that lifestyle. Right. And that until we break those patterns and habits. And I feel the same way in, Our hair ancestors, right? Like whoever taught us how to be a hairdresser is how we're going to be a hairdresser, right? And I think, so if you had a hairdresser who worked 12 hour days without breaks, double booked, then you're going to work 12 hour days without breaks, double booked. And I think it's until you break that habit, until you break that mindset, that that's going to be your life. And that's how it was for me until I realized I don't want this and I can create a new mindset. I can create a new story. I can create a new habit. And again, it's hard to break habits, but it's possible and you totally can. But again, it's all about your mindset. Everything's about your mindset. And if you can change your mindset and the habits of your mindset, then you can, tr- you can change your life.
0: Yeah. I, that everything you're saying totally speaks to me because yeah, that, that's literally the last year and a half what I've done. And, and I have a business that looks ultimately the same, but it feels so different.
1: It does. It does. And it's hard to, you know, because people are going to think you're crazy because again, most of the industry isn't on that train yet. And that's what you and I and other people in our industry are trying to change. And I love that, that we are having these conversations that this is on a podcast that multiple people will listen and say, yeah, I want to change my life. I want to change my habits. I want to change my mindset. And it is possible and they're doing it. Why can't I, and they're going to go home and start planting the seeds for change. And in six months, they're going to have an an amazing life and it's going to start the roadblocks or the building blocks for a better career. Um, But, and I'm going to warn you that it, it is challenging at first, you know, when you have these conversations with your clients or you have these conversations with other hairdressers, you know, you're going to kind of be the black sheep until we can get this pendulum swung the other way and tip the scales until where this becomes a normal, conversation between hairdressers. And that's what I cannot wait to happen. And that's where I love that you and I and other hairdressers in their industry are creating change. And it's fun to watch and have these conversations because it's slow and steady, but it's there and it's happening. And it's been really, really, really fun to see positive shifts in our industry towards a healthier lifestyle.
0: Yeah, and I feel like for so long it's like you keep yourself going at such a quick clip that you almost don't have time to even know that you're not happy. Right. Right. So that's like the thing that I'm like with 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 she makes waves is like you might not know your life sucks. That's okay. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> and like and but it's like it's a, it should be to me i'm very excited cuz i'm like wow i like i'm figuring this out and i still have so much time left and there's time to to do it differently
1: right kind of where i want to hit like you know the the early hairdressers and help hopefully you know avoid that whole you know first 5 or 6 years of their career where they're just like going super hard And building bad habits, if we can get them to a beautiful place in their career at an early stage, that is, that is what I want. That's where, like, I'm like, yeah, let's start you off with a healthy lifestyle rather than kind of, you know, trying to teach an old old dog new tricks.
0: Yeah. And I, and I know for me, like I agree completely with what you're saying about how you kind of operate the way you were taught, but then here's the, here's the kicker. The people that taught me, taught me in a salon setting. And then I run a studio by myself and I had a studio before the partner. And so I feel, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit, like, like you're, you're taught how to do something in a completely different context. So like a lot of the things like of double booking and seeing 14 people, like it's taken me a long time to be like, wait, I'm operating under a completely different infrastructure. I have a completely different model. I'm running my business in a completely different way, but I'm still, I was kind of using this framework from like a very different place. And so I think that it was kind of freeing to be like, wait, I've been running it like I work in a big Commission salon with assistance when I work by myself in a studio and I'm offering this really customized experience and I'm kind of treating it like a volume driven big salon. And I feel like that is the industry has changed so much. So, like, it'd be really cool, like you're saying, to catch people on the front end. But can you talk a little bit about how you've made changes as the industry's changed? Because I know for me, like, it took me a long time to give myself permission to having a full day be six people as opposed to 14.
1: Yeah. I think again, it's, it's all about your mindset. And, and, and the thing is, is sometimes I think it's really getting to know yourself. And I think that is what I realized with me and through meditation, through my own personal journey, I realized one, I'm a total hippie total hippie at heart. Like I love everything that has to do with energy work and the soul granted. That's exactly why my, you know, business is called soul dresser. I realized what my creative styles and my creative outlets were. I love hair painting. I love men's hair cutting. I do not want to do extensions. I'm sorry. I love if you do extensions. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you for doing (laughs) this So I don't have to. But I realize this is what I like to do. This is what I'm good at. I don't have to do or be what you're doing, right? And I could, but I'm so comfortable with myself. I could look at you and honor you for what you're doing. Rather than trying to want to be like you, I can say, no, you're an amazing artist. I'm an amazing artist and we're different. And that is a beautiful place to arrive. And I think that, only comes with truly getting to know your higher self and connecting with yourself. And I believe that's, you know, in my, what works for me is introspection, whether that be meditation, journaling, body work, you know, really connecting with who you are and getting to know what you like to do and what your talents and your strengths are. And once you can really connect with that, then you can develop, what your business model looks like, and be okay that it doesn't have to be like anybody else's. And if three clients a day is what is comfortable for you, and that's what you like, and that makes you happy, then that's what you should do. If you are the type of energy that likes the hustle and the bustle, and you still want to do clients 14 clients a day, because that's how you work. Maybe you are amazing under pressure. Maybe you, that's how you thrive. Then that is the business model for you and, and build it, you know, as long as it's sustainable with your life and you can honor it and it's in line with your truth, then that is what you should be doing. But I think it's really knowing, taking the time to be still and getting to know yourself and honoring what works for you and being okay with surrendering to what doesn't work for you.
0: I love that. Yeah. I heard something at this, for me, getting to know myself is I really like going to speakers, like hearing other people's stories and, and I guess like she makes waves and, you know, just that, that's all part of my process. And I heard someone say the other day at one of the speaking events I went to, she said, you know, I, I want to be productive. Like, I don't think that seems productive to like read a book or to, to journal. And, And then the person said, wait, stop. You just need to redefine what productivity means to you. Getting to know yourself is extremely productive. Mm, mm -hmm. And I love that. So I'm like, someone might even hear that. Like, You're not wasting your time by getting to know yourself. And I think I subconsciously lived my life like, who's got time? That's cute that you're coloring today. That's nice for you. I've got bigger things to do.
1: Totally. And you know, it's funny that you say that because I struggled with that with the retreat. And I thought our... Hairdressers, (laughs) Hairdressers, <laughs> a, a, a market that doesn't take breaks, going exactly. to want to travel and take a week long <laughs> vacation. Um, I really would, you know, question like, are hairdressers going to want to take a vacation? <laughs> I don't know. That's, yeah. But I think by making it productive and knowing that this is something that you're going to get that it's still education, you know, taking this retreat is still education. And i I include a lot of downtime. Trust me, I'm not taking you to another country so that you can just work. We're going to have fun too. But after speaking with the retreat attendees, you know, I asked them, how was it, did you feel like you had a good balance of being productive and also traveling? And how was it being able to be introspective and take time to really get to know yourself and do, you know, these, um, this curriculum. And it was really cool to hear their feedback because, you know, I do have people who struggle with journaling. I do have people who struggle with meditating because they feel like they could be doing a million other things at once. And hearing their feedback on being a, a what it really did for them was more that they were able to see the productivity that lies in being still. And that to me, like seeing that shift of them coming in a little, you know, skeptical about, okay, we're going to meditate. We're going to stay still. This is going to be relaxing, but what am I going to get out of it to the other side of, wow, we really got a lot out of it. And sitting, there is so much power in meditation and introspection and Mm -hmm. journaling and reading and sitting still. And to me, I, I heard a good quote. I think I say this like almost every time I talk to someone, but Eckhart Tolle says stillness is the language in which God speaks and whatever God means to you, universe, higher self, whatever, our truth comes in stillness. And that I think there's talk about productivity, talk about like, if you want to connect with yourself and truly love yourself, it's in those still moments. It's in those quiet moments. It's in that time that you give yourself to replenish, to nourish to love yourself. And there's so much power hidden in that, that we distract ourselves. We're really good as humans at distracting ourselves. Like we do it like 90% of the day, right? Our phones, our TV, whatever, we're distracted all the time. And that's so much energy not given back to ourselves. And I think if we can really learn to the learn the power that comes with stillness and self-love and self-care, then we would all be doing it all the time.
0: Yeah. So what would you say to someone who, who, who loves everything you're saying, but really hasn't started that practice?
1: Oh, I would say really just start so simple. So we do this in the retreats. We start with something super, super simple where, you know, I kind of give you like a a little weekly sheet and I just say if you could just write down three things that you're grateful for for each day, start with that. Yeah, you don't like to journal. Yeah, you probably don't like to meditate. Or not even that you don't like it, but you're just so unfamiliar with it. Like you're new at it. And I think people come think of of meditation as really daunting because they think that they have to not think about anything for five minutes or 20 minutes or whatever. And that's a really challenging thing to begin. We're not monks in caves out in the Himalayan mountains, you know, who've been doing it for years. We're not going to reach that that total quietness right off the bat in the first time. So I would say start with just something super simple. I would start with writing down three things a day that you're grateful for and do it for a week. And then move, then try something new. The second week, take You know, three times a day where you take three deep breaths. Morning, lunch, and evening, just check in and take three deep breaths. Super simple. And do that for a week. And then the next week, do something totally different. You know, have two minutes of quiet time, wherever that is, at work or at home or before bed. Just two minutes of quiet time. Like where you close your eyes and you breathe. And if you think about something, you think about something. If you don't, you don't. But this is all just like tiny, tiny building blocks that create habits and create a routine and create ritual. It's little daily rituals that, you know, can build up and it's exercise for your, your brain. And that really, really kind of builds on itself and starts to snowball. And then you start to crave it, which is a beautiful place to arrive as well. Rather than seeing it as like, oh, this is so hard, I have to do it. It's like, no, ooh, I get to like go home tonight and write three things I'm grateful for. And you get excited about it. Or like, ooh, I can't wait to like take my three breaths. Right. Um, and then it just starts to build positive habits and little moments for yourself. And you start to see the change, too. Then you start seeing like what it, it creates and what happens after it and you start feeling better and you start seeing the positive shifts and the energy starts to change in you and you become more positive and a little bit more like lighthearted and it really starts to develop, you know, positive reactions. And that is what becomes addicting because you start to realize, Oh, this really works. This really has positive repercussions and the repercussions and, and you know what that come out of it. That is what really starts to get exciting. And you're like, I'm going to do this a lot.
0: Yeah. So, and do you find that you have to continue to do it? Like, because I feel like in my life, I feel like, like I make a shift and I'm like, God, that feels awesome. And like you said, it's addicting. Like, do you find that like, it's an ever, it's a never ending kind of just like process absolutely, or absolutely.
1: Okay. And I tell people, you know, like it, it comes in waves and they're like, even for me, you know, I meditate probably five or six days a week. I don't, meditate on Sundays. That's my day off. And it's funny because you would think like, oh, it's your day off. You would want to meditate. But for me, I allow myself to not meditate on my days off and not do any, like my self-care on that day is just whatever needs to be physical, you know, whether it's go to yoga. I go to yoga every Sunday and that is like my ritual. I, I love that class. It's my favorite class. Um, but it's it's ever-changing. and there. But there are times where I'll go like you know, life will get busy and I won't meditate for a few days. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like, I don't know, crunchy or sticky or like heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, Ooh, I need to meditate. And once I do, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm back. You know, it's just kind of like if you go to the gym regularly and then you kind of miss a couple days and you go back, it's like, oh yeah, I feel so much better. And it's okay to kind of get off track a little bit, but Don't wait too long, you know, no, know that you're going to feel better once you get back into it. Um, and I think it's that relationship. It's a relationship, right? Like knowing that it's a healthy relationship makes you want to be with it more. Um, once you kind of develop a negative relationship with it, it's time to change your mindset around it. And again, if it's becoming like daunting to start it back up again, then try something small start back from the beginning you know, and, and really like let, take off all the pressure. Cause I think we put, we beat ourselves up a lot. And I think, you know, just starting with a little self love and compassion makes the process so much easier. So just saying like, you deserve this and this is going to help you feel better. And this is a way to connect to yourself and give yourself a little bit of a hug or, you know, self love in that moment. Um, so developing that positive relationship with it is what's really going to help. But yeah, it changes all the time. And, and sometimes, you know, giving yourself that break of like, Oh, it's been a, a couple days, you know, let's get back into it without any shame or guilt is, um, the most important part.
0: Yeah. And so if, if there's people listening right now that kind of feel like they need to go on their own eat, pray, love journey about, you know, just like realizing that maybe like you were saying about getting the, like they're deserving of the life they want. And if they've been kind of, I kind of feel like you, you get the love you think you deserve or you get the life you think you deserve. So if there are people that are, are feeling like, okay, you know what? My life's not awesome. Or, you know, there's things about my business that I don't like that. I, I just accept that. Like, what would you say for someone who, you know, isn't, isn't able to like take the trip, but needs to go on their own, eat, pray love journey. What would you say would be the, like a nice step for them to, to go on to start this journey?
1: I think it's all inward. I don't think I necessarily had to go to India or travel or do anything external to get the answers I needed. I think it's all internal. I think, what, I think the reason why a lot of people do that is to shut off the noise, right? To get so far away from where they're at right now and so that's why sometimes it does help to to travel, to get away, to go. That doesn't mean you have to go to India. Maybe right. you just, you know, go to your yoga studio or you go hiking, go on a hike by yourself. But somehow, some way, you need to quiet the noise. You need to get away from your external distraction and go inward. And that's what... M- You know, if you notice, if or if you've read Eat Pray Love, or if you've read all, you know, any of these like personal growth journeys, it's all about going inward. And sometimes, however, you need to turn off the noise. Then that's you know whatever's going to be best for you. But it's all about going inward. It's all about tuning into yourself and to your truth and to getting to know yourself so well, and you're so connected to who you are. Right when we when we connect to our best friends or to like our partners, we know exactly what they need. And they're like, no, I don't need that. I don't need that. And you're like, no, you need this right now. And, or we show up with something and they're like, oh, you showed up right at the time when I needed that the most. And it's like, yeah, cause we know you so well, but do we know ourselves that well? Like, do we take the time to get to know ourselves? Do we celebrate our birthday? Do we wake up and say good morning to ourselves? Do we give ourselves a hug when we haven't like talked, checked in with ourselves in a while? Like that is what I'm talking about going inward, like getting to know yourself so well that you know what's in alignment with you and what's good for you and what's not. And you know yourself so well that you give yourself what you need, just like you would with your partner or your best friend. And so when you know that work isn't going well for you, you can't deny it because you know yourself so well, you've connected with your truth so closely that you can't deny whether that relationship's good for you, that job's good for you, that those hours are working for you, or if that, you know, friend is working out for you anymore. So anything that's no longer in alignment with you, you can't deny it. And you start to create action and take steps forward to eliminating those things or moving closer and closer to what is in alignment with you because you know yourself so well. And that is, I think is what helps people create the life that they love is connecting with themselves and getting to know themselves what their desires are and really falling in love with themselves so much on an internal level that their mindset starts to open up and they know they deserve more.
0: God, That is exactly what happened for me. Like as you're talking, like, no, I did not know that about myself. No, I did not know that about myself. I, 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 when I was switching over from my last studio to my new one, like the Comcast guy was like, Hey, like, what's your favorite color? Let's set your password. And I was like, I do not know, sir. And he's like, what's your favorite food? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I mean, I like a lot of different things. And he was like, Jesus, I'm just trying to get your password set. And it was kind of like a moment I always think back to, because I remember it was just this honest moment of like, I really don't fucking know. Yeah. And I think like as hairstylists, you spend so much of your time anticipating what, you know, like like you would a best friend, like you anticipate what the needs of your client are. Like there were years where I knew I didn't like working nights, but that night person would come in and I'd be like, 645 is the time that works for you, Sherry. And she'd be like, yep. And I didn't, and I think that there's a difference between really not knowing and then also like really not honoring because I think then it you know, it's kinda of like courage. You do you do something that's courageous and the next thing falls on top. And when you live in a state of just denying what is true for you, it's just like it's a very disempowering place to be. So I, I everything you just said was just so up my alley.
1: Yeah, totally. And it I mean it is. We know people so well, you know, we know their birthdays, we know what time they're gonna like go somewhere and what shirt they're going to wear or what they need or, you know, and I ask like, when you ask those questions about you, like, do you know, like, do you know yourself that well? And I'm all about like frequencies and vibrations and what's in alignment with those vibrations and your mindset. And it's like, if you know yourself so well and you know, you look at someone else and like, Oh, they wouldn't like that. They would never like that. (laughs) Exactly. Right, But like, and so you, you don't buy those things for that person, or you don't do those things for that person. But then it comes to us and like, we just dump everything in the cart. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you know yourself so well, then you're going to say, no, that doesn't work for me. No, that doesn't work for me. You know, I, I deserve the, like, and then you start to fall in love with yourself again too. And I, I know that that's such a, like a cliche thing to say, like, oh, fall in love with yourself. Cause I struggled with that for a long time. Like, okay, everyone's, I do love myself. I just kept saying that. Like I do, I do.
0: No, I think that way too. Yeah. yeah.
1: But then I really started to fall in love with myself and realize like, man, like I, I really do. And it was hard. It was, it was definitely it's, and that's also an ebb and flow relationship too with yourself, right? Like some days, you know, it's like really awesome. And some days you're like, eh, kind of love myself today, but it's just that, that practice, that everyday practice, those rituals of like really being good to yourself and treating yourself the way that you would treat the person you love the most. And I think once you start to do that, you start to realize like, oh man, I, I deserve better. You know, I deserve more. I deserve, there is nothing different than those people on Instagram and YouTube and that have all the beautiful lifestyle. There's nothing different between that person and me.
0: The only difference between them and you and I
1: is their mindset. They believe that they're worth it. We sit here and say, Oh no, I could never, I don't want that. I don't No, I could never No, It's the only thing that's different between them and us is our mindset. And I think that,
0: God, that's like, awesome. you know,
1: we just have to truly believe we're worth it and we can. And once we open that mindset up and start to really believe in it and put our energy into it, boom, man, your whole life will change and you can create the life that you want and you will
0: game changer. So if people want to find you and they want to participate in one of your workshops or even go on the next Soul Dresser Retreat, where can they find you?
1: So it's all the same. So it's souldresserretreats.com. It's Soul Dresser Retreats on Instagram and Facebook.
0: And when is the next one retreat?
1: There will be three retreats next year. So there's two domestic retreats. We're working on those dates right now for 2020. And then there's a international retreat in Bali, September of 2020. So it's September 20th through the 26th. And those tickets, we will launch September of 2019. So in one month, they will launch and they'll go on sale for the following year for September, 2020. And that will be through, you can purchase them through souldresserretreats.com. And if you're a member with, or if you're a follower of the Left Brain Group, then you can also find them through the Left Brain Group.
0: Well, congratulations because you, you, you created something from your dreams and you should be really proud. It's really cool.
1: Thank you. I, I am, you know, I am really proud of, it's been a long journey and, you know, looking back at where this whole things started to now, it is really cool and it's fun. And it, I look at other people who are doing stuff and it's just so fun to, you know, be on the other side of it and say like, yeah, I can do this and I did it. And you can too. Anyone can, if you've got a dream, I'm here to tell you you're no different than me. And we, you
0: can do it. We can all do it.
1: And there's enough in this universe for everyone to do it. That's the coolest part.
0: That is so. That that trips my trigger. Thank you so much for taking the time for being on and yeah, awesome.
1: Thank you for having me. It's such an honor, and it was so fun.